As we go along, you know, uh, I've told you about Aunt Edna. Aunt Edna will always be with us, and the dangerous old woman. She's one of the grand old dames of our fireside here. And uh, in her life, when I was a child, uh, we had, uh, well, she was a bad influence, let me put it that way. She was uh, considered by the uh, more narrow-minded people of the family to be a clear and present danger to everyone that she came in contact with, in part because she, uh, you know, she sort of dressed like a pirate, and uh, she <laughs> had boots on, she was always clomping around, or she had high heels on with one great big red painted toenail sticking out of the end of the shoe, or she will wear a cane along with her fur coat, even though she might not need a cane at the moment, and she was flamboyant. And she's rough and she's tough. She was tough. She could talk back to people. She could talk back to people who were unjust. And yet, she was, uh, she would give me blackjack gum and she would say, here's some blackjack gum. Practice for being a pirate. <laughs> and uh, how could you not love an elder like that? Well, teaching you all these bad habits, such as chewing gum and smoking candy cigarettes. That was one of our favorites, the peppermint stick, and pretending that it was a cigarette and you were grown up. And yes, it's true, cigarettes are bad, absolutely. There's no doubt. But that's not what she was teaching. She wasn't teaching cigarette smoking. She was teaching pretend. She's teaching imagination. She's teaching that maybe you too, if you did it right and you got the right kind of boots and you had the right kind of straightforward attitude and you were a little bit rough and tough, you too might grow up to be a pirate queen and this would be good and against everything the rest of the family was trying to teach. So she too is the one who taught me something that drove my parents uh, semi-crazy at least and that was to take playing cards and to clothespin them, you know what I'm saying, to use clothespins, to attach them to the spokes of the bicycle so that when you rode really fast, it sounded like you were on a motorcycle, man, you know? It sounded like you had a really swift motorcycle that you were riding instead of a regular two-wheeler bike that was a girl's bike, of course, that didn't have a bar in the middle. And so that was her way of seeing life was to corrupt the young into imagination. And uh, I think that it's not too late for any of us to hear and take the advice of Edna, who was a person who always considered the possibility that adventure was not around the corner, it was right now. And that if you acted in a certain way, surely it would seem maybe the young would follow along with you. And so she had a whole little, she'd like a little bit like the Pied Piper on the road. There were a whole little gaggle of us who followed her around and just absolutely adored her. And I, I'll remember that her idea of, you know, having the squinty eye, of being able to see the motives and the underlying things between and underneath what people said and their actions, what they did, she had this saying she would say over and over again, which I love, and I, I'll say it myself sometimes, too. And uh, you'd say, well, uh, Joe took the tractor, you know, down to the corner, and he didn't come back till 
10 o'clock at night, which was really late, where most people went to bed with the chickens and rose with the chickens. And uh, Aunt Edna would say, uh, how do you know it was really a tractor? And how do you know it was really Joe? I'll just inflict this other world idea into almost everything, making you think, well, yeah, who said, who said, who said it was a tractor? Who said it was Joe? Who, what are the facts of this situation? And so she was teaching in this minute way how to look at things. When I used to drive with my father, Yoshef, we would just drive to drive. It was in the days when...